Maria. Yes, James. We did it. Yep. We survived our first movie night in hell. This wasn't that bad of hell, to be honest. I mean, if this is hell, I want to get a vacation spot here. Right. Book a book a cruise down the molten molten river, etc., etc. Yeah. Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. This is. What do we watch, Maria? We watched Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yup. Yup. Wait, the uh, you forgot the Oscar winning. Yes, the Oscar for best animation feature. Yes, yes that's what it won. Yes. See, it's good thing that we waited and procrastinated on this. Otherwise, well, it wouldn't have been an Oscar winning. <laughs> well, the only reason we procrastinated was it took me very long to gather the courage to go watch a movie by myself. Which so, is stupid. Look. I watch movies by myself all the time. That's fair. You were going to say just, sad. No, I was going to say fair because, I mean, I don't like watching movies by myself because I talk a lot and I like talking to people when I'm watching movies, which is a terrible thing. Don't do it in the theater, um, which is why I don't go watch movies by myself. Yeah, I've been with you in the theater. You are a talker. Yes. You it's pretty bad. Pretty that's why I like talker. to sit between you guys so that other people don't yell at me. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, when I anyway. saw this, it was it was after like a lot, a few weeks after, and it was still a packed theater. Mm-hmm. Was yours how big? How full was yours? Like three fourths full. Three fourths. Yeah, yeah that's still, three fourths full. Yeah, it and still you saw good. it way after me. Yeah, no, I just saw it like, I just saw it the week before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I did see it again um. later, though it mm-hmm. was at an earlier showing. No, mm-hmm. wait, it was at a later showing. There were less people there. Right. But either way. Yes. No, it was an amazing movie. Yes. Why don't we when we when we go over our the creators? Right. Uh it's Spider Man into the Spider Verse, original release date December first, twenty eighteen. Technically a twenty eighteen movie. Yes. Right there. Uh directed by Bob. Persichetti? Persichetti? Yes. Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman. Uh, there was no animation director, so I'm just going to assume that those were the directors. That those acted as the animation directors as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, screenplay, screenplay. I can words. <laughs> screenplay by Phil Lord. Yes, that Phil Lord. Yep. And also Rodney Rothman as well. And uh, mm-hmm. music was by Daniel Pemberton. I'm sure that's a person. I don't know any I don't of these people. Them. I don't know any. Well, okay, so I know that I think Rodney Rothman is was the writer or director for um, How I Met Your Mother. Really? I think so. I'm going to check it. But yes, uh, I think what? so. What a random thing. Or, wait, no, maybe not. That wasn't him. No, he's the director for 2221 Jump Street. 
Oh, well, that makes sense because that's a Phil Lord, Chris Miller thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah. and makes sense. They one of them was it. though. One of them was the director of uh, of uh, maybe it was Phil Lord. No. One of them was. I don't know which one hmm. anymore. One of them was though. Anyway. Anyway, who yes. cares about them? They don't mm-hmm. matter. Don't they? All that matters is us. Right. Two jagoffs talking about a movie. Sounds about right. Which might be the greatest animated movie of all time. Jury's still out on that one. I mean, jury's going to be out till the end of time. The jury can take a lunch break. <laughs> anyway. Yes. No, but it was definitely a breathtaking movie. Uh, yeah, it literally takes your breath away. Yeah. How did I describe it to you when I got out of the theater, James? I don't know. How did you describe it to me? I don't remember. Uh, a kaleidoscope of oh, colors yeah. and emotions. Yes, a kaleidoscope of colors and motion. That's pretty, that, that's pretty accurate, especially yeah. the ending. Yes. Oh, God, it was so gorgeous to just to look at. Just ah, made my heart feel good. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So our movie opens with Miles Morales, who, if you know comics at all, he's a familiar face. Mm-hmm. He's an alternate universe Spider-Man yeah. who gained notoriety because he is black and Latino. Yes. Then that's When I first pretty... heard about, so speaking of like him being a person of color as a, you know, uh, an alternate universe, it, it, he's like, an, he's playing an established sort of superhero, mm-hmm. which I know that Marvel gets a lot of um, hate for making like ulterior versions of already established superheroes but making them people of color or making them female to sort of get that um but i'm not mad with miles miles is one of my like i always like spider-man and when they when they put out miles i was not mad because i liked miles miles was he encapsulated the the sort of feeling that you get when you watch Peter Parker and he did that for mm-hmm. me and so I wasn't mad I liked Miles Miles was cool yeah um I, yeah that's my yeah comics has that's a my long take. history of well not a long I guess it's more of a recent thing ish of doing the uh, rebranding a hero as a uh, as a um, minority female yeah. version because because i know that they did that with with an iron man with iron man yes. um and they made like a female um person of color iron man iron right. woman girl not I, sure. I, I i don't know i don't know uh, she didn't last and that too got long, a lot of yeah exactly and that didn't get a lot of traction mm. um and i'm not or didn't get a lot of traction either yeah she didn't um i just i don't know i think that I'm not per se for 
rebranding established characters as as people of color mm-hmm. i would rather they make new stories and new characters and they oh. actually have people of color write these stories of these characters well uh, you're asking for a little too much there maria come on it's 2019 you guys i believe uh i mean this is kind of where i'm going to show my biases yes whip them out because i'm a dc fanboy Mm -hmm. i'm not much i'm not much of a marvel guy Mm -hmm. and whereas marvel's rebranding crusade while admirable and i support it didn't work Mm -hmm. all that well whereas dc has been putting a lot of effort into diversity as well right to well better i success. know that that there was a big i mean i think that there's also a lot of like and uh, we're going completely off track but like there's yeah, a lot of pushback from from just fans themselves too oh I fans remember, suck who cares what they think because because i remember when in the ragnarok movie when they they released that valkyrie was going to be uh person of color and not like a blonde white woman everyone freaked out and i was like why she she looks great she did a great job i loved her i loved valkyrie she was a great part of that movie i'm kind of sad that they didn't even like show her in in infinity wars spoiler alert um but (laughs) but i was just like where's valkyrie you know like i mean she did a great job and i like seeing people of color in in TV shows and movies. Well, here's like, the thing, Maria. If the success of movies like Black Panther, Wonder Woman, and the upcoming Captain Marvel movie mm-hmm. are anything to go by, mm-hmm. people want that. And this movie as well. Yeah. Which has a, you know, and a person of color as the main lead. Mm-hmm. And an overwhelmingly large sort of, uh, even voice acting um, sort of, people of color in the cast voice acting cast as well as True. like the movie just being around well it's 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 around so why don't we actually get into um into sort of the the setting of, of the of the movie and so it's 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 about and i could be very wrong because i i haven't been to new york so but i, I think this is a set in brooklyn mm-hmm. um and wikipedia told me that Okay, well, and uh, Miles is from a a sort of low-income black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you see that, like, around. So when he's, like, walking to school, you can see, like, there's graffiti on on walls and, like, those very, uh, you know, chain-link fence and people playing basketball. And, uh, you know, there's graffiti on, on the signs, on the walls, and Miles is walking around slapping stickers on on the signs it's great it's adorable um and so we can kind of see that when he's and miles has uh gotten selected uh with a scholarship to a to a higher income school a better school essentially a private school basically Um, a private school for the gifted yeah um and so he's done really good in his public school and so he gets like a scholarship to this really really good school um, and his dad wants him to do good so that he can go 
you know do something with his life better get out of the get yeah out of the essentially get basically. out of this uh, this neighborhood and you know yeah. do better and be better than him and his family and so on and so forth yeah um and so, so we also see kind of like this family dynamic between him and his dad and like his mom and you can see like this is where you see uh that like you know both his parents have good jobs like they they have like respectable jobs in the sense that his father is like in the police department and mm -hmm. his mom is a nurse um which we can kind of tell from the uniform that she's wearing um and they both of them work hard to to keep the family you know uh functioning essentially um yeah yep they don't really show his mom much. Right. I, I they don't. No, he's a bigger really, part in the comics. But it's more about him and his dad. So, you know. Yeah. That's that's the story that they're telling. Exactly. And, and like, his, um, his... I mean, his mom comes up a couple times. And she's sort of, like, this very... Uh, this figure of, like, unconditional love in the family. Like, she's, like... She mm -hmm. wants him to do what he loves and and you know but and whereas his dad sort of plays a a slightly more like traditional father type role where he's like emotionally hesitant i wouldn't say emotionally distant just emotionally hesitant um mm. and and very sort of uh not very but like a little overbearing and is like you gotta mm. do good kids so that you don't end up like your uncle right um we don't we never know what happened with that. Yeah, we know that his uncle, like, we know that he's very close to his uncle. Um, yeah. Well, well let, actually, let's get to that later, because that, yeah. that's yeah. going a little it, deeper into the movie. Mm -hmm. so, and there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. Jeez. Okay. So, um, he, we, we start off with, like, him going to, to the school, and he, like, goes to his first day. That's, that's, wait, 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 because first thing the movie slaps you with. Oh, aside from the Peter Parker, um, comic book thing. Yes. Which was cool. That was, uh, that was very cool, Yes. The I, covers I really were designed by actual comic book artists. I don't have their names in front of me. Yeah, but, but they were yeah. done by actual comic artists, which is why they looked amazing. Yep. Um, another thing to gush about when we actually gush about like the animation and everything. About well, I was going to start talking about the animation. Oh, so okay, so okay, let's get into it then. Because I um, love this whole sequence because it's right. rotoscoped. Okay, can you explain what rotoscope is to I can't me and also other is. people who who are who are here? You can okay. or you can't. Yes, rotoscoping is a age-old animation technique where you basically take a uh, f basically take a film strip mm -hmm. and you trace over a person or an animal something moving in it mm -hmm. with, and then you basically animate based on the film that okay. you are using as your reference. Mm -hmm. So you, uh, Disney uh, is big with this. They, uh, there's a sequence in Snow White. Oh, right. Snow White where she's dancing. Yes. That was done using rotoscope. Mm -hmm. 
um, if done well, you know, mm-hmm. rotoscoping looks great. Mm-hmm. If done poorly, it looks terrible. Right. Uh, look at Ralph Bakshi for that. But anyway, this, uh, it looks so good, though. Mm-hmm. Just the, uh, I mean, for for somebody who's seen rotoscoping and knows what it is, it's pretty obvious that that's what they're going, that's what they were doing in that mm-hmm. first sequence. All the little, little, it's the little touches you can see. Mm-hmm. Of Miles moving around the way his mouth moves as he's right. singing to that song, uh, mm-hmm. Sunflower. Mm-hmm. By Post Malone uh, the way... and, uh, and another. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, just the, just the little little bits of movement there that just really, it's, it's really captures the character. Mm-hmm. And that they got a really good whoever modeled him. For the, right for the animators right i i think that like just since we're already talking about the animation might as well go deep um the sort of the the way that they made all of this mixed media mesh together right so beautifully it's um, a the way I describe it is yeah it's the so this is a big blend of mixed media techniques mm-hmm. and animation uses a lot of techniques you know film art you know but mm-hmm. you know and blending them together you'll get animation but sometimes you can you know manipulate things like like I said with rotoscoping mm-hmm. that's an animation technique. Uh, 3D and combining 3D animation, 2D animation, doing both of them at once. Mm-hmm. Everything combining everything, I would say this this movie is a big kind of like a fruit salad. Yeah, if and I already like use a has, metaphor, it's like it has like the very comic book cliches in them too, because like mm-hmm. the shadows um, and the colors are very graphic novel. Um, yes. Along Everything. with like the last, the last fight scene also has like the the kapows and the yeah. the the booms. We'll talk about that. The, yeah, there's um, a lot to talk about there. But the whole, you can tell that the whole idea of it was let's mm-hmm. make it look like a comic book, right? Which I mean, do we we want to talk about comic book movies? You know, mm-hmm. it's the biggest genre of movie, mm-hmm. quote unquote genre of movie mm-hmm. we have right now. Right. But most of them, with a few exceptions, are pretty embarrassed to be comic books mm-hmm. or based on comic books, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, I which is understandable the... because for a while, up until, you know, superhero movies start sort of seeping into uh gen gen pop um people themselves were embarrassed to admit that they read comics like comic mm-hmm. books were a very niche and um very uh cornered uh looked down upon medium mm-hmm. and so only like only now because people have sort of started liking uh and uh, you know comic book marvel dc movies and said people who read comic books are now older and not ashamed to admit it 
mm-hmm. I think that now was a good is a good time for them to be so fearless about being a comic book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of ties into how as as the general public is be- is becoming more accepting of 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 you know comic books as an art form right and a way of storytelling than it was before yeah there's still a lot of insecurities there among the fans about comic oh, books oh f- for sure for sure a, being an actual respected art form cuz they right. you know I mean, I, I, I am a good example of that because until I came over here to the U.S. to 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 study, um, back at home, like comic books were for kids. Like, if there's pictures in your book, it's for kids. Um, mm. There was no sort of appreciation for for the kind of art and the kind of hard work that goes into these books. Which I, right. after coming to this part and also hanging out with a bunch of geeks and weebs and nerds, um, <laughs> and not being ashamed to call myself the those, did I sort of uh, appreciate the work that goes in into these into these graphic novels, irrespective of whether or not they're big companies like Marvel or DC or whatever, um, right. and it it's- sort of speaks to that growing of of a of of the societal culture essentially and pop culture right it's also this this movie also speaks to a sense of growing out of the the knee-jerk reaction to that movies to be taken like to be taken seriously they have to be serious stories right yeah you have uh, Watchmen as the big primary example. The, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both the comic and the movie mm-hmm. are very dark, very grim yeah. things. And that's the things that people prop up when they want to show comics aren't just for kids. Look at right. look at all this dark, edgy shit right. going on. Which is, I think, the kind of stuff that even DC seems to be leaning into. Oh, they are. It, it it's, um, it's, uh, it's a shit like, show over there. They did that with with the, the new Titans TV show, and uh, you know, like oh, I, I don't want even want to start with that. But like, no. it seems like that's where they're leaning into. Whereas with Marvel, they're not afraid to be lighthearted. They're not afraid to be lighthearted, but like I said, they're they are ashamed that they're a comic book. Definitely, no, for sure. Like that's that's totally like that's their definitely um the only ones i would say that aren't afraid are probably guardians and thor ragnarok mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and probably most of the other thor movies in some capacity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whereas the rest are pretty standard they're normal movies yeah normal they they lean into the normal normalcy and that that's true that's fair um and I mean, even with like Thor Ragnarok, like that's its own case study because it's like, yeah, you know, much. for 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 because the earlier Thor movies were not that great. Um, and, you like, know, Thor like, one's all right. Yeah. But as compared to Ragnarok, like, no, it's not that great. Compared yeah, to Ragnarok. yeah, exactly. And like, that's when I think and I don't know which exact um, sort of fan critique 
got to uh, Chris Hemsworth, but he he was um, he took to heart a critique that that a fan had made um, of of the previous Thor movies, and and he took to heart, and he essentially was like, I need to step up my game, and hmm. that's you know, like that's how it was like they were listening to the fans essentially and that's a totally different like can of worms which we should probably get out of before we get too deep in um but whole thing's about being deep i know i know there's a lot of deep there's a lot of rabbit holes (laughs) yeah there's 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 a bunch of rabbit holes that we have to guess through Um, making my final point about that is just that this movie embraces everything about being a comic book right they're very fearless about it um, yes, they're saying this movie is a comic book. Yeah, they were unapologetic gonna... about it, uh, mm-hmm. about leaning into the the comic book identity and like embracing it. Yep. Um, and where do we stop in terms of uh, yes, so uh, let's pick up. Um... Well, yeah, he goes to school, and essentially, yep. you know, after, and he realizes that he's he's. It's kind of like the the kind of feeling that you have when you're like when you're in high school and and everyone's like you're an amazing kid and you're a great you're a great kid and and like you're amazing and woo and then you get to college and you're like I'm average everyone is as good as I am which is kind of something that Miles goes through when he goes mm-hmm. to this this very competitive school um, and then he also realizes he has like pressure from his parents, from his dad particularly. Um, and so to relieve some of that, he goes to his uncle's house. Um, well, let's first set up the 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 theme. Which one? Which is ex- expectation. Yes. So because he fails a test. Yes. Well, he purposely fails a test because he doesn't want to go here. He wants to go to his regular school because he likes it. He likes being with his quote-unquote people. Um, (laughs) Not people. I think he says that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, And that's a very valid sort of identity issue, especially for him who's going through this... He's going through an identity crisis because he's a teenager and every teenager goes should go through an identity crisis that's how you grow um but essentially he within this sort of teenager moment he's also thrown into a totally new environment and out of the very secure identity environment that he was in with his people um into a a sea of of different very different people um and so it sort of he has to in one of his classes he has to read the book great expectations um which is a very uh, beautiful uh, literary uh, uh, you know comparison in parallel i i have to say um and they're and just he fails throwing the test. theme right in your face <laughs> yes essentially like they're just throwing the theme in your face they're just like here take this plot point anyway (laughs) plot point (laughs) it's important um and 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 like yeah he he purposely fails a test because he doesn't want to be here and the teacher is like no miles that's not how this works the only way you're getting a zero is because you knew what the right answers were um 
and and so to relieve sort of that thing he goes goes to like his uncle where he feels like he's getting this unconditional love um and like affection and he admires his uncle because he lives a totally chill life and uh you know has like a punching bag in his in his in his home and like this giant stereo and everything he's getting unconditional love he's also getting validation yeah yes his uncle is not putting any pressure upon him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. unlike his parents yeah, and, and like we see a little bit in the starting because he's like sketching in his book and stuff and even the stickers that he sticks anywhere, he's drawn on them. Um, and so he's a really good artist and maybe he wants to do something related to that. Um, and and his uncle gives him that outlet, essentially, when he takes him to like the abandoned part of the subway um, and like gives him the spray paint and he's like, go crazy, kid. Um well not exactly like he teaches him how to do graffiti yeah he guides him through that whole process and they they make the the beautiful like graffiti mural um that that says uh no expectations essentially Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so beautiful james oh yeah it's just amazing like like the shadow of him, like sort of like his uh, his silhouette, um, yeah. like all dark on that no expectations. If anyone's seen the movie, um, which I hope you have, but like it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, sort of mural that he makes. Um, and speaking of like that, actually, there's there's kind of interesting parallel with like comic books as an art medium not being respected in street pop art yes yeah and and which is one of the things that i really love about this movie is that it sticks and portrays some real cultural roots without criminalizing it or villainizing it um and that was one of one of my points like it it doesn't villainize street culture um Mm -hmm. you know because this is technically vandalism but it's art like it's beautiful it's expression it's turning a bland wall into into something great um Mm -hmm. and and it's a form it's it's a form of expression on the street you know like uh, everyone finds their way to express some use traditional canvas and paint some use papers and pencils some people use spray paint on walls and that's perfectly fine at least in my opinion um and so they don't villainize that and they sort of mm-hmm. lean into it and embrace it, which is what I really liked um, yeah. about. Yeah, show the beauty of it as well. Yeah, they, they do a good job of like portraying it as something that's natural and beautiful and just expressing feelings, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're expressing what, what Miles is feeling, you know, like he feels pressured and he feels overwhelmed and this is how he relaxes. Let's throw the themes of the movie up on the screen. Exactly. This is just like, <laughs> and anyone who's into like analyzing the movie is just like, here you go, guys. Enjoy. Yeah, we're going to make it easy for you. Yeah. Just like take it. You can keep put it, your textbooks love away. It. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and one of my favorite stills of this movie is when he's like taking a picture of of the of the thing and like the spider is like on his hand 
Yeah. Um, and that's an amazing still. And also, like, they, okay, so here's the, the hilarious part. They they make a big deal of when the spider is about to bite him. But then once yeah. he bites him, they're just like, and he just like brushes the spider off. And we're just like, it's, okay, it's not it's a big perfect. deal. It's fine. See, that's perfect comedy. That's, it, that's it was set up great. And subverting the payoff. They Perfect. just, they set it up and everyone's like, oh, they're going to go to this full montage and it's going to go into his bloodstream. No, he just brushes it off his, off his hand and, and we're good. Like, he just like, ow. Ow. Brushes it off. Look, if I got bit by a spider, I would, I would raise hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would raise You're hell. You're not a New Yorker, Maria. That's fair. I'm not. They have to contend with spiders the size of rats. And <laughs> rats the size of cats. And okay. cats the size of slightly larger cats. That I can deal with. Whatever was below the cats, like, no. Thank you. <laughs> My mom has fought rats. It's not a fun time. Um, no. Story for another day. Yeah. Anyway, so we, yes, we get to see him build and this really amazing moment between him and, um, and his uncle. Um, and you kind of see the bond that they have. It's a very... Uh, yeah. A very sweet one, you know, a very good connection and something that sort of I relate to a lot because I have a couple uncles back at home that I'm very close to um, who, who have like seen me since I was like a child, like a baby and like, you know, hung out with me when I was a kid and like just, you know, love me whenever I come over, whenever I go back home, it's like a big deal. And, you know, like it's great. So I relate to that and I understand what it's like to to sort of uh, connect with with other family members. They've never taken the place of any like my mom or my dad, but they have their own sort of place of, of, of love and support for me. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to them. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, right. um, then we get. Miles turning into a Spider-Man. Yes. It turns into a spider Which... spider person. And like there's like the parallel where he's like reading reading the, the comic as as the comic oh, book yeah. gets stuck to his hand. And so it's like essentially the same things that are going into his it's going through his head. He's also reading in Peter Parker's comic book. Which I don't know if that's actually like the comic. I've 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 not read. Spider-Man I don't I don't know one. either. I've I've full disc- disclosure. I haven't read any of the comic books ever. Um, don't hate me. I do. Oh yeah, I should mention I do read comic books. Yes, James reads comic like, books. I've seen comic books and I've gone through them <laughs> and I appreciate the work that goes through it. But I haven't actually like read comic books. I was very much a traditional like novel person a booker i was a traditional book person um it's a cultural thing dirty dirty booker shove off james um (laughs) anyway uh yes yes, so so yeah so there's like that interesting thing that happens and that's hilarious because the whole scene of when he's like got his powers and he's sticking to everything it just freaks the hell out and he's like running around at one point he doesn't even have his shirt on because I think it tears off when he gets attacked by yep. like crows or pigeons. They're I'm not pigeons, sure. Maria. Oh yes, the national, the the the, the state, the state creature of, of of New York, pigeons. Yes. Um, 
but the yeah. state animal. Oh, that was so funny. It was hilarious. Um, and then he somehow ends up. How does he actually get to back to the abandoned subway area? Oh, right, his his hand also gets stuck in in Gwen's hair. Oh yeah, this is where uh, we've we met Gwen earlier. Yes. Um, but now we get to actually see her. Yeah. Her. So when he and, actually uh, when he gets bitten, he like uh, the next day at school he like encounters Gwen like closely, and his he, doesn't he do the hey hey yeah yeah the hey which is um, just uh, that's hilarious. just like oh my gosh, Uncle Aaron this please stop. This movie's very funny. Uncle Aaron please stop. Um. But anyway, if he did it right, it would work. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you saying that as a woman? I'm saying that as a woman, yes. If he did it right, it would work. Um, at the right context, obviously. Like, he had already said hey to her. And then if he said that, it's just, it didn't work out in the context. Anyway. So, yeah, his hand gets stuck in Gwen's hair. Um, and then they have to, like, shave her hair off. Yep. Because it's stuck in his hand and they just don't come off. Um, And then he has this very real sort of like high school moment where he's like, everyone saw this and they're talking about it. I am very sure. When kids don't really care. Like they'll... they'll, get little little text boxes too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll, they'll maybe talk about it and be like, ha, that was funny. But then people forget. Like, I learned that the hard way. I learned that very, very late that like, People don't really care that you, yeah, like they don't, don't care. Um, and and so that that's when he like goes through like the comic book scene and then freaks out. Um, but how does he? I forget how he ends up in the abandoned. He runs out of school. Right. Freaks out, runs out, goes back, sees the spider. Right. Tries to touch it, but then it glitches out. Right. Yes. Glitch. That was a pretty glitch, I must say. I remember the colors. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, and then, then, then he like goes deeper and he sort of stumbles on the particle accelerator, um, mm-hmm. the, which is where we meet our, our villain, main villain, Kingpin. Oh, God. Hold on, Maria. We have to talk about this. Yeah. Because this was the moment... When Kingpin walks in the room, that yes. is the moment that I knew that this movie was brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, when I was in the theater, and I know you're not supposed to text when you're in the theater, but the moment I saw Kingpin, and then, like, I think a scene later, he, like, gets into a, a car, and then I texted James, and I was like, how does this gigantic human being fit in a tiny-ass car, James? It's an animated movie. I know, I know, but it was just hilarious and it was amazing and I loved it, but also I'm me, so I have to be me. Um but yeah, he's hugely disproportionate person. Um which looks Let's talk about this character design really quick, because this is brilliant. Yeah. It's perfect. It's expressive, it's out there, it's it shows off who he is mm-hmm. in 
pretty much all you like the scene that you see him walk in you know it's a low shot of him yeah walking towards the camera yep is it's just such an imposing figure and it's unrealistic as all hell oh for sure but like the moment you see him like that you know he's not screwing around and you do not want to get into an altercation with this person like immediately you know there's don't fight this guy you will die um we should like okay so this movie Mm mm-hmm the style, the animation style, mm-hmm. the the art it's going for is, it's chaotic, it's unfocused, mm-hmm. and it does random things at random times. Like yes. at some point, it'll just go out of focus. Yeah, yes. It's just it'll just be out of focus. And I thought that it's, was a uh, that was a a problem with me because I was wearing like my glasses, my the three D glasses, and then my gra- glasses in front of my three D glasses. So I thought I thought it was like. Maybe it's right. just because I'm blind. Um, but but then <laughs> yep. I saw one of the music videos. Um, I saw Sunflower. And in that, it does that a bunch of times. And I was like, oh, okay. This mm-hmm. is it. This wasn't me. This was this was what they were going for. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it'll just 3D. Like, yeah. am I supposed to put on my 3D glasses now? Exactly. I, I saw it in standard def. So yeah. And and I mean I, I saw it in the in three D and so I was like is is the three D glitching out is this but that's what they were going for like the whole movie is about people glitching man oh I mean, yeah. but it the point is is that it's it's perfect imperfection yes it's everything it's throwing everything and the kitchen sink in at once <laughs> everything and in the kitchen making sink. it work um it, and that's where you sure. get this and i'm gonna okay look i like disney Mm -hmm. they make really good movies they have a lot of artistic Mm -hmm. merit in what they create Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. you can say they're soulless and you know that's true (laughs) and they're a horrible conglomerate that and you should totally hate the disney company but the products that they make are always at least really high quality yes for sure however they're also very, very safe, and mm-hmm. they while they look nice. When you put them up against something like this, mm-hmm. they don't look good. Yeah, they've they've sort of built a a a, a comfort zone for themselves, and yeah. now they just stay in it. I'd say the be- the closest they got was Zootopia, mm-hmm. but also not as good as this movie in terms of animation definitely no definitely this movie just and it's because it's imperfect Mm -hmm. animation is not a we're not going one-to-one with human people Mm -hmm. and if you make a movie like that it's going to look bad Mm mm-hmm not bad in the traditional sense because you can put all the money in it and make it look nice like right. Moana and have right. all her hair have, you know, each individual strand is uh, is independent of each other and have all the water, great water physics that you mm-hmm. want, which is fine. But if you have, but if you don't utilize the power of animation, it's not going to 
a great animated movie. Right. It'll be a great movie. Moana's a great movie. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot there that is great about it. Right, that works for it. But this movie uses every every trick in animation. Mm -hmm. Ish. We'll get we'll get to that Mm -hmm. later. Yeah. But point being, it it says to itself, I am an animated movie. Right. How do I make myself look as good as possible? Mm -hmm. And that is why Kingpin to me is like the moment where I knew that it was brilliant. Right. Because it said to itself, how do we make a character like Kingpin? Right. And they designed this. Yeah, they sent us this huge man with almost no neck. Yep. <laughs> but they, they said, we aren't making a real movie, we're making an animated movie. Yeah, yes, Let's make sure. him look like a cartoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Definitely. And it works. It works really well. Um, And and so we we kind of see him making this this particle accelerator. um, And then we see Spider-Man. Peter Parker Spider-Man. Who in this universe is blonde. Um, Peter J. Parker? Peter, I I think so. Um, Yeah. And so he, you know, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You know the shtick. Um, Yep. And so he's trying to trying to put this, uh, this. Oh, he's also fighting Green Goblin, who is a literal giant goblin yes. thing. Yeah, he just looks all gross and goblin-like. Yeah, um, he's fighting the Great. goblin and also the prowler. Yes, he's fighting both of them at the same time too, which is super dope. Um, and yep. also one of the reasons why I love Spider-Man because he's freaking great. Um, and and so. So yeah, he's like trying to trying to fit this this key into 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 the the particle accelerator so it shuts down because he knows it's gonna freak out and suck the whole world in. Um, and but they activate it, uh, and then it crashes, like a computer program. Um, and and so I think while it's crashing. I don't even know, but and, and I don't remember what the situation was. But I think it was crashing, or he was either fighting with Goblin. Is when he like meets Miles. Yeah, they were fight. He was fighting Goblin. He gets knocked away. Yeah, my, and then he sees Miles, and they have the the little um, spider sense moment. Yeah, their their little spider sense, like ooh, um, and that's another theme, Maria. Yeah. The, finding a community yeah yes it's his own his own like i mean i think that the way that they do the spider sense thing where they where they both get like spider senses and then they're like and it sort of like aligns and they're like oh i see you know like they don't have to communicate the fact that we're spider people um yeah <laughs> it it just sort of rings true essentially i mean he does say like you're just like me yeah, I mean, yeah, but like the 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 whole like the spider sense moment is 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 really good. It's really cute, and it yeah. stays on yes. for a while. Um, yes, and I uh, like that that whole that whole moment where he's like, so I had the very bad gut feeling when he said that when 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 they when they oh, had yeah. that moment, and then I was like, oh my gosh, he's gonna die, isn't he? 
And so I had already had that really bad feeling at the pit of my stomach where I was like, it's not making it through the scene. Is he? And then like a few scenes later, uh, you know, Spider-Man is buried under debris um, and he gives Miles the goober and Miles runs and hides. Um, and then, and like, there's like that, that very typical Spider-Man banter between Spider-Man and, and the Kingpin. Um, and Spider-Man knows why the Kingpin is doing it and he warns him and he's like, it's, that's not, it's not gonna, like, it's not gonna end well. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it sort of pans away from them and it pans to Miles and you just hear like the, the smash that, that Kingpin does. And I was like, he did. Oh boy, he did. And I cried. I mean, how many children cried at that scene? I don't know. I don't know how many of them realized that that's what happened. Um, because obviously this is a PG movie, so like there's no blood. Um no. But just that just that thud was so heartbreaking. Cause like I was like, yeah, he did. He dead AF. He did. Um and and then like, well, I, I was a little shocked by that but then when mary jane's like whole speech thing happened i cried like no damn like the dams were broken oh, it was yeah. it was it was it was full on <laughs> full on mississippi rivers for both eyes like poof um and then also like the then the, the stanley moment comes and then i was like Ugh. god hold on hold on before we get to that Let's, Miles is also being pursued by the Prowler. Yes, he gets chased by the Prowler. In a really cool chase sequence. Mm-hmm. Where Miles is just being very clumsy. Like the... This is the other moment where I realized this movie was brilliant. <laughs> because the camera moves, mm-hmm. Maria. Yes. The camera moves. Mm-hmm. Which is not a, as big a thing now. Mm-hmm. But still. But they took advantage of that, essentially. They, yeah, it, like, it's hard to, and it, like, have we mentioned that before? No. No? I don't think so. Okay. But, I mean, we could still st- touch it again. Right. It's hard. It, it's, it's a lot harder to animate uh, things moving with the camera moving as well. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier now. You, you know, you have digital cameras. Mm-hmm. In software, so you can just tell the camera, hey, move over there while this guy moves over here. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier with a 3D movie. Mm -hmm. But still, seeing the camera move so wildly Mm -hmm. and whip around so abruptly. Mm -hmm. And so freely, too. Yeah, very freely. Like, it's, it's still very... It's it's very good to see that the animators know how to utilize their camera. Mm-hmm. And the focuses were really good because, like, we had moments where they were focusing on on the prowler. Um, mm-hmm. Is this the scene where he uses his bike? No, right? 
uses, yes. uses the bike, right? Yes. So, so like they focus on the bike, they focus on the prowler, and like, yeah, like the angles are just so mm, they're so great. Um, yeah. and like that, the whole scene, and like they maintain Miles's noob ishness, um, <laughs> throughout. Like, throughout the whole thing, he's clumsy and barely makes it out with his life. Um, yeah, he gets by on luck. Yeah, essentially, yeah. He's just lucky. Um, and uh, it's just so good. It's, 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 a, it's a really interesting scene. Um, mm-hmm. Just the whole, like, yeah, the, cat, the, the chase sequence. And we see another chase sequence later on, too. Um, yeah. Between the two of them. So something I read while we were preparing for this episode is that they didn't use any motion blur. Oh. During the whole of this movie. Oh. Which is very interesting. Interesting. Uh, we talked about in-between frames. Yes. Before. Yes, we have. Yes. Uh, the, you have keyframes and in-between frames mm-hmm. where your keyframes are your major poses. Mm-hmm. And your in-betweens are going to be less clean, more sloppy, but... They provide the the illusion the of motion. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this movie decided not to use any motion blur. I see. Which, you know, do you know what motion blur is? You must know what motion blur is. I mean, you can still explain it for everyone else. Right. But you're the artist. Anyway, when you're so like if something is in motion and you take like a picture of it, it'll blur mm-hmm. slightly. Yep. Uh, in animation, you can use that for your in-between frames to make it seem like fluid motion. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sometimes called smear frames, mm-hmm. I believe. But apparently this this movie decided, hey, let's not do that. Right. And just have it. It, it'll, it makes the action kind of look stiff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say stiff. But a little less fluid, a mm-hmm. little more jerky, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But that's most of this movie, right? Which I think looks great. Which works well with like the the moving camera too, because that's how you yes. would see it if the camera was all jerky, and so would the. That's how right. the, the motion it, would 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 look too. Um, it creates a clearer picture, mm-hmm. and it's like not knocking motion blur or anything. It's you know. It's its own. Use motion it's its blur. own kind. Yeah. But the decision not to use it is an interesting one, and I think it paid off for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But of course, this movie has had just so much dedication and art put into it, right? That I think if a if a lesser studio is going to do that, it would look terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, they very deliberately, yeah, you know, did made this choice. I mean, they were they were leaning and in, leaning in into the into the the imperfections, so they were like, might as well go all in if we're. Uh, they leaned in and a half <laughs> to all of the imperfections. Yeah. Um. Um. So so we have they also. Chase scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, kinda, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up with the chase scene is that they were we were watching a little bit of it when we were looking at the music video mm-hmm. for flowers. Mm-hmm. Sunflower. Sunflower, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, they the production also decided not to use something called squash and stretch. What is that? Okay, so 
the way I know it is squ squash and stretch is basically the fundamental um, technique any animator needs to know. Okay. Okay. So let's say you have a ball. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're animating the ball bouncing. Mm -hmm. Now, as the ball hits the ground, is it just going to be a complete sphere? Oh, like, so like when it hits, it like stretches out, and yeah. then when so it goes going, up again, you're, it like you're, squashes itself. Is that yeah. is that what we're going for? The mass flattens out, it stretches, mm -hmm. it squishes, mm -hmm. it squashes and stretches mm -hmm. around the surface that it's hitting, mm -hmm. and then when it comes back, it. Uh, goes in reverse mm -hmm. so in animation this creates a lot of how fluid something will look because you're squashing and stretching mm -hmm. a good example is like let's say you have like a cartoon character like bugs bunny running mm -hmm. you're going to use something like squash and stretch to exaggerate his movements okay by like so he's going to wind up on his run cycle and you're going to squash him a little bit mm -hmm. and then when he starts running you're going to stretch him out mm -hmm. and it looks you know it's going to look more fluid mm -hmm. that way it's going to look more cartoony mm -hmm. but this movie did not decide to do that oh, okay Every, it, it makes things look stiff mm -hmm. which is fine right which went well with it's, what they were going for essentially it did it did go well with their very sort of like stark art style mm -hmm. that they were going can't like cinematography style they were going right for, where you have this thing this camera moving around mm -hmm. you have things shown pretty clearly mm -hmm. and you have them being um being stiffer right in so i think it I don't really know the full implications of why they chose not to do squash and stretch. Mm -hmm. Or if it's true. That's just what I read on the Wikipedia. Right. Wikipedia. So, you know. But it's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Anyway, that's my speech. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have the chase scene. And then we have, like, the... We have um, Miles go into a store to buy a... Uh, oh, God. A Spidey suit. And we have Stanley at the cash register selling him the suit. Is this his best cameo in anything? I, I think so. I mean, the only thing that gets close is Tony staying. No? Okay. The thing cut out, so I couldn't actually hear what you said. Oh, okay. I, uh, I said the only thing that gets close is... Uh, is Tony Stank. <laughs> yeah, after uh, after the Civil War, uh, the ending of Civil War. Um, oh, that's why I don't remember. That movie sucked. Don't say that out loud. I to did. anyone else. Anyway. Too bad. Um. Anyway. Civil War sucked. Everybody knows it. They're just afraid to admit it. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so yeah, no, I love this cameo. Um, this hurt. This was a very much uh, post, uh, post uh, late Stanley 
uh, cameo. Yeah, um, that's what why, made it hurt more. Which is why it hurt. It probably hit everyone in the feels real hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Say what you will about Stanley, but you know. I mean, he created a world. <laughs> he helped create. He helped some of the most endearing the world characters um, that probably got through a lot of people through very hard times. Yeah. Um, and that is always commendable. Yep. Anyway, so anyway. yeah, he buys the suit. He goes through MJ's. Well, he tries to jump off a roof, like signature Spider-Man yeah. style, um, and fails miserably. <laughs> Lands on a mm-hmm. car, um, and he goes to like MJ's. Well, he first goes to the MJ speech, and then he does the the whole jumping off the roof thing. And the MJ speech is when I like actually cried. Um. And Can then I stop he, you, Maria? Yeah, go ahead. Because I figured something out as I was thinking. Mm-hmm. They didn't use squash and stretch because it wouldn't. They wouldn't do that in a comic book. Oh. There'd be no squash and stretch in a comic they wouldn't, book. No. That's Everything fair. would be just you know, as it is. Yes, yeah, that's fair. So that's why they didn't use it. Smart move. Because it would feel more like a comic. Okay. Sorry, continue. You had an epiphany, it's fine. I had an epiphany. Yeah. Um anyway, yeah, and then and then we meet well, I'm gonna call him Deadbeat Spider Man because that's what I've been calling him. But we meet I'm gonna call him Uncle Spider Man. Okay. Well we meet Peter B. Parker um at yes. the cemetery because Miles is like, I can't do this. And he also well he breaks the, the goober. Um, and so yeah, he's he like, broke the goober. Yeah, he broke the goober, and then he's like, I can't do this, Mr. Peter Parker. Um, and that's when he meets and electrocutes uh, Deadbeat Dead. Spider Man. Yep. Um, which. He's not a deadbeat, though. He's more of a hobo. No, he's Deadbeat. I guess. At least right now. He probably. He, he, he improves. For sure, but for now he's deadbeat. Um. Anyway, yes. he and then we have like we cut to the well, not right now, but we have the another sort of kind, uh, sort of a chase scene where yeah, oh god, where that was great, dragging um the other Peter Parker <laughs> around Brooklyn, trying to Just run away from the Peter. police because the police think he's dragging a dead body with him. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, um, they, they call him a hobo too. So yeah, <laughs> he's hobo Spider-Man. Um, and then they finally sort of get away from from the police. Um, and they are like at a diner, and then we have like the backstory where again we see one of the comic books. Um, and and that's how. Oh wait, Maria, hold on. We have to be snarky internet person. It says, how could Peter survive that? He got his face crushed into the concrete and smacked against the wall. He should be dead. <laughs> Zero out of ten. What? I am a smart man. You're right. Well, I'm going to tell them what you told me is that it's an animation, you weirdos. Leave it alone. It's not real. Exactly. Um, I know that's shocking. And yeah, that's fair. So, so it's it's an animation. Everyone, just chill out, right? Um, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's kind of like how 
how you can't if how gravity doesn't work in certain cartoons until you look down it's like that you know yeah mm-hmm. um anyway so they're at the diner um and and essentially he tells a deadbeat spider-man tells his story and like how his life isn't as great back at home you know he breaks up uh, yeah. him and mj have a divorce he's not fit he's a deadbeat yeah he invests in some things he shouldn't have invested in like a oh yeah Spider-Man. a spider-man themed restaurant yeah <laughs> chain of spider-man three themed restaurants and hello hulk hogan how are you oh god um and hulk hogan invested in a chain of pasta themed hulk hogan restaurants yeah anyway it went about as well as spider-man i'm assuming i'm assuming that's what they were referencing um yeah and and yeah so he's not good one doing great um if crying into your mattress every night isn't doing great, then neither am I. Get help. Um. No. I mean, I can't force you. Uh, pizza's all the help I need. <laughs> well, yeah, he's eating pizza all the time. Um, and so look, you're in New York. What else are you gonna eat? That's fair. Um, and so yeah, and and in in Miles's eyes, this is the new Peter Parker, and he's gonna teach him how to be Spider Man. Um, and um, this guy's like, you can teach me how to be Spider Man. This guy's like, no, I'm going back. Give me the goober. And they're like, and he's like, it is broken, sir. Um, it's like, God. All right, you can come with me. <laughs> We're gonna go make a new goober. <laughs> Um, and so... Th- and then it's like, are we going to web swing there? No, we're going to take a bus. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I th- I totally think it's because... It's because Spider-Man is losing his touch and he's fat. Um. Nothing? Okay. Moving on. Um. He- yeah. And so they break into the lab and they meet Dr. Octavia... Who is very, very excited to see other dimension Spider-Man? I mean, wouldn't you be? Yes, but like she was, I would be like, oh my God. Well, first of all, it would be, oh my gosh, there is a Spider-Man. And then, oh my gosh, it's a different dimensional Spider-Man. She was just like creepy all over him, Spider-Man. She was just like creepy all over him. Yeah, that's fair. She cuffs him onto a chair, you guys. Oh, yeah, he's glitching. Oh, yeah, too. he's glitching. And she says that he's going to die yep. soon. Yep. He's going to die. They're all going to die. Woo! Yep. By the way, the glitching looks great. It does. It looks really cool. It probably is painful. Whoever for, did that, for, for the... top notch. Yeah, it's probably painful for the characters, but it looked great. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty. <laughs> Um, and so they try to steal um, Dr. Olivia Octavia's uh, Octavius's computer. Um, Miles learns he can turn invisible. Yeah. Um, and they try to steal the entire computer, <laughs> the CPU. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. Well, <laughs> okay. I feel attacked by this movie. <laughs> Because her desktop is a little unorganized, you know. Okay. She's got a few icons overlapping over each okay, other. Okay, well, that 
That desktop is horrifying. That desktop. Okay, so now is you're going to attack me too. Okay, my desktop is immaculate. There are only four things on there, and they're perfectly oh, wow. fine. And that's oh, all wow. I need. I bet there'd be less if you could somehow figure out how to delete the recycle bin. Yes. Well, I could just put them, shove them all into one folder, but I don't want to do that. Um, what is wrong with you people? It's what the desktop is there look, for. No, it stresses me out. And why does it stress you? I don't out? know. It's the same thing that I have with like. It's just unnecessary. Why? Why do you need so many things out when you can? As well, what if I want to click on okay, it? So for me, all the stuff that I usually click on is like in the start. So when you open it. That's where all my shit is. That's where all my stuff is. Everything you can put into smaller icons and organize them into beautiful square That's shaped an art. Extra click. That's an extra <laughs> click. You're wasting your life. Well, you double click on a folder to open it in the first place. So technically, it's the same amount of clicks. Mm. Anyway. But what if I didn't even know that I wanted to use that? And then I see it on my desktop and it's like, oh, yeah, click. Click. God. That, that double click. No, I'm sorry, but Dr. Octavia's... Uh, Dr. Octavia's... She is... is the true hero of this movie. Okay, look. Fighting against the man. Look, I don't... I don't really have a problem with people having a lot of icons, like a lot of thingies on their desktop, like shortcuts on their desktop. But hers was horrifying. That's like an anxiety attack rolled onto a desktop is what that is. That she is, is terrifying just, to look at. She is just a master procrastinator. Oh my god. How is she a scientist? And so I understand Miles' uh, his frustrations with that. Because, like, there's in no way in hell she's, he's going to figure out where the important stuff is in that disaster of a desktop. Like, I'm sorry, but no. Just no. I remember I had a, uh, I worked with a guy who would save all of his work to his desktop. Not in any folders, to the desktop. Oh, and we'd have to go in and find them. And every time we would look and they'd be on the desktop. Ugh. It'd just be Oh like, yeah, was why? this with a paper when, when you needed to when when like links weren't attached to the images? And then yep. you had to be like Yes, I know people who do that and I'm just like mm. That I will say is is horrific and you should burn in hell for what you, you have done. I mean Look, I'm not shaming people who have a lot of stuff on their desktop. You just I'm did. just saying that hers was particularly terrifying to look at. It probably is, yeah. Um, And I understand why Miles couldn't find anything on it. You do you, I, mean, I suppose. He just... could have just gone to the start menu and searched for it. Yeah, but he didn't know what he was looking for anyway. I'm sure that whole thing also confused him, like, I to guess. the nth level. Like he's just like, okay, Probably. no, I'm not sifting through this shit. Let's just take the CPU. But then Spider-Man knew what he was looking for. Yeah, but Spider-Man was already distracted, remember? Well, no, I mean, but he was going to hack the computer first. Yes. I think he knew what, what they were looking for. Spider-Man's supposed to be a smart one. Smartin. Sp- 
Spider-Man's a scientist. Yeah. So of course he'd know. I don't know. Which scientist in the Marvel universe just means magician. <laughs> at, the, at this yeah. point, you can do biology, chemistry, computer science, engineering, um, programming. Apparently, yeah. AI. Look at Tony Stark. He can just do anything. Tony Stark. Yeah. Yep. He's. He can build. He can build a robot suit. Program a death laser. He has like four PhDs or something like that, doesn't he? I don't know. Peter has one. He's a biologist, I think. Right. Or he's an engineer. I don't you know. know what? Marvel. Let's move forward from this. We're, it's 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 uh, obvious sh- that, that the portrayal of science in any kind of media is is terrible. So let's not go there because I can rant for hours. Can we just move yes. on to Gwen showing yes. up? Yes, and then Gwen, okay, so they steal the CPU, and then Gwen, and then they're chased by a bunch of scientists with pew-pew guns, um, and Dr. Octavia. Yeah, they just walk in, the scientists uh, just start shooting. Yeah, so essentially they're like, at their lunch break, Peter Parker steal Peter B. Parker steals. It was because he stole the bagel. Yes. If he didn't take the bagel. Yeah, I'm sure they would have just let him leave, but he stole a bagel. Um, Look, and then they just like they order a specific <laughs> amount of bagels every day. <laughs> Poor Jim wasn't gonna get a bagel. You take one, Janice in accounting is gonna be pissed. She's not getting her bagel, yeah. and because she's always late to lunch, and you know what? She is going to bitch uh-huh. about it all yep. day. And so somehow, so now these scientists have these gigantic laser pew pew guns. In their back pocket. What else are they going to be using And then they just pull pew out pew. these gigantic guns. And they're just... And everyone's like, okay, we gotta... We gotta leave. We gotta leave now. And so... Yeah, and then we have Peter and Miles having their bonding Oh, yeah, moments. they try to, like, swing. Yes, they yep. learn how to swing. It's and beautiful. And Peter's like, yeah. They're doing it. Hey, is this what it's like to have a kid? This is pretty cool. Oh, God. He's like, damn it. I should have had a kid with MJ. Damn it, why was I so afraid? And then they... Yeah, yeah and then yeah. they fail. And then... And then... Gwen, Gwen wins. Stacy comes in and saves their asses. It's, it was beautiful. And then they glitch together. So... First off, Gwen... Spider-Gwen yes. costume. Just all of it. I love it. it. I love it. Especially the ballet shoes. I love those. Ugh. Yes, ballet shoes. Awesome. Cool. Love mm-hmm. it. Great. Probably not great for running around on the streets of New York, but who cares? Who cares when you're swinging around, James? That's true. I'm just remembering Miles not tying his shoe. <laughs> yep. That gets him into a lot of trouble, too. Like, he keeps tripping over himself. And he's like, it's and a does choice. Does he tie them no. at the end? No. It's, it's, it's a very deliberate choice. He's like, it's a choice. Yeah. I love Miles. Miles is great. He's asserting anyway, his dominance we have in, a in the Gwen shoelace department. Now. Yeah. We have a Gwen now. Yes. I like Gwen. She was, she was a cool character. I liked her. Yeah. Yes, Sporting a new hairdo. Uh, yeah. Do you know the history of Gwen Stacy? I Okay. So I know that Gwen Stacy in like OG Spider-Man was his first girlfriend her father's a cop and she dies yes yep wasn't his first girlfriend oh okay that that's mj that that's always been so the first one was always mj Mm mm-hmm but they broke up 
Peter started dating Gwen. Uh-huh. And really the only purpose of her existence was to die. That's just sad. Uh, you know, it's the whole... Do you know what fridge, fridging means? Nope. Okay, fridging is a, ter- is a term in comic books created by Gail Simone, mm-hmm. who is just an awesome lady. Mm-hmm. She's a comic book writer. I've met her. She's really mm-hmm. cool. Anyway, fridging is basically the event where a superhero, mm-hmm. usually a mm-hmm. man... Whoa gets a significant other only for them to die just so that the hero can have a motivation to do something. Ugh. The event in question that sparked this whole debate was Kyle Rayner, who is Green Lantern, ah. getting a girlfriend and she's literally stuffed in a fridge after being killed by a supernova. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Reminds me of a book I read about police officers trying to find a psych crazy serial killer who would shove people in the fridge. Well, they found one mm-hmm. of the dead bodies in the fridge. It was gross. Um. Anyway. Right. Gwen Stacy. Her whole her history is basically I existed to die. I really like Gwen Stacy. I. Well, no. Then they rebooted her as this. Right. Well, I mean. And everybody was in like, in terms of yay. like people who i don't know i i i maybe i'm in like the the minority here which i am but it's anyway um (laughs) but i i kind of like gwen stacy i ship gwen stacy spider-man more than i ship mj and spider-man oh my god um (laughs) yeah interesting all right Anyway, I don't know. Maybe because like my most of my experience with MJ is Tobey Maguire Spider Man, and she's always very whiny and useless. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, those whole movies are pretty whiny and useless. Yeah, so maybe that's why. And I like them so. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the some mm-hmm. of those movies. Anyway, the third one is Cancer. <laughs> Which they reference in this movie. Oh my god, I love it. Yes, they do, yes. Do you, do you know what yes. I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. dance? Yeah. Oh god. I love this movie so much. <laughs> oh god. Uh, anyway. I did this for some reason. And then they go to Aunt May's house. Which was in yes, its own and then way we meet- amazing. Aunt May is super cool. I love her. Yeah, Aunt May is great in this movie. I like. I, I mean, I'm not averse to the young Aunt May that we have in Amazing Spider-Man, but I like badass old Aunt May better. Like badass old ladies themselves are freaking amazing, but like yes. badass Aunt May is just mm. badass old old people. You know, that's a pretty stable trope that will continue until the end of time. Hell yeah. Fight the ages. They'll man. never not be cool. <laughs> Fight the ages. <laughs> anyway. Also, she's an inventor. Mm-hmm. Which is a thing. So, cool. Yep. And so they go into to the super cool... Uh, to the spider shed. cave. 
shed. Spider shed. I'm not calling it a spider it cave. That's Batman's thing. That is Batman's thing. It also sounds very edgy, and, and Spider-Man is the complete <laughs> opposite of edgy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and then we meet... We meet everyone else, which I was so excited about. We meet Spider-Noir. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham and Penny Parker. And Parker. And robot Spider-Accomplice. Yes. And so then, who are all actual characters from comic books, yep. by the way? And then we get like the whole um, montage for their backstories yep. and like the three comic books that slap onto the onto the screen. Yeah. That was amazing. One of my complaints of this movie is I just wish they'd have those all separate and just have them be complete. Things. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure they were just like but, they were short, yeah. short on time, you know. And yeah, it's fine. so my first experience it's fine. with the spider verse quote quote was from the amazing spider-man tv show um where they had like i didn't i think they had like a four-part episode about the spider verse so there was like one part where he would he went to the other spider verses chasing someone i don't remember who's chasing a villain and then the villain came back to regular uh oh i think he was was it was it osborne i'm not sure anyway so he he, and then they come back um, and then these all the other spider mans come to help him and so mm. from that I I was so excited because I loved Spider-Noir in that because like there was an actual there was more, there was a lot more time that he spent with these characters Penny Parker was not in that um, but sadness yeah it's tragic but there was uh, Miles uh, Spider-Noir Spider-Gwen and another one that I don't remember. It was a future, a future Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man twenty nine. Probably don't remember. Um, but it was like a future Spider-Man. I mean, he shows up in this movies. Right. Um, and so I love Spider-Noir, and I was really excited to see him. Um, cool. Spider-Ham. Were you satisfied? I, w- I wish there was more of him. I wish we could see more of him. So. I wish we could see more of everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, in general, they were all really cool. Spider-Noir is just one of my favorites, because, yeah, I like Spider-Noir. I don't know why. Um, you know. It, it has a it has the, the, the uh, I don't know, he's like a, he, his girlfriend's like a journalist, like an old-timey journalist with those big cameras with the big flashes and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Um, Nick Cage gave a great performance. He did, yes. Nick Cage voiced voiced a Spider Noir. We had John Mulaney's voicing Spider Ham, um, and I forget what the actress for Penny's name was. Um, a uh, Kimiko Glenn playing um, Penny Parker. What was she in? Uh, it sounds familiar. I do not know. Okay. I have no idea. I'm well. She did a great job. So yeah. Um, and hey, get an Asian actress to play an Asian yeah, character. Yeah. No, she. They did a good. I I liked the casting of this movie. It was it was pretty good. Um, she's an actress. Yeah, everybody. So she she was in Ducktales, but like the one from 2017 to 2018. Um, huh. She was in cool. Orange is the New Black. Uh, she's an actress from huh. there. 
Uh, Interesting. Shows with voices. Um, an act, a character in BoJack Horseman. Um, which is a animation. All right, so. We're not going to go through a whole IMDb. Yeah, I'm just, you asked. I know. Um, People could do yeah, that. so she's yeah, done anyway. voice acting before. Um, Good. Always hire voice actors, because regular actors usually suck as voice actors. <laughs> um, they got away with it in this movie. Right. But I swear to God, oh my God, the next time. Yeah, so they did a really good job with casting good yes. actors um and uh, what's actors. his face who plays um uncle Aaron. um his I, name his, is his... uh mahershala ali who yeah i'm, I'm a big fan yes. of him ever since i saw him in moonlight he's so a... i saw him i remember him from hunger games mockingjay um <laughs> and right. that was when he was just starting up and then i remember mm-hmm. seeing him he played the villain in, in the Luke Cage first season. And I loved him as that, Did he? too. Um, huh. He was Cotton Mouse. Um, and I loved him in that. Dead. Um, and he was also in Hidden Figures. Um, oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Didn't see that one. I probably And also, should. well, I mean, the Green Book. But, you know. Uh, Questionable, but, you know. Uh, and I still think he's a great. Yeah, actor. no, he's definitely an amazing actor. Um, the first Muslim actor to win. Somebody I'm excited Oscar. for. Um, oh yeah, he won an Oscar yeah, for Moonlight. Um, yep, so great, which, great voice Well actor. deserved. Um, and then Miles was done by. Uh, 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 Shami Shem Shemik yes, Moore. Um, who I don't know him from. Did I say that right? It's not in front of me. Uh, yes, you said it right. Yes. Okay. I think he's child actor. Started okay. out. Now he's this. Okay. Uh, he doesn't have many credits. Mm-hmm. But he did a great job with Miles. Uh, yes. No, perfect. Job. Perfect mm-hmm. job. Loved him. And then one of the Chris's was Peter J. Parker. Yes. Uh, yes, it was Chris Pine. That's Captain Kirk, right? Yes. Okay. He should quit just regular acting and just be a voice <laughs> actor. Because he was really good in that Guardians movie that we'll probably get to. Um, Rise of the Guardians? Yeah, that one. One of the directors directed that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. good. I think it was Bob Persichetti. One of the directors directed yeah. that Um which we'll get to because I like that movie. Um, I liked it too. Anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, so we saw... Where were we? There's too much to talk about. We've been going for an hour and a half. Well, we'll keep going because we're let's, not even Let's there. step on the gas, okay. Maria. Okay, 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 okay. We're getting there, we're getting there. Um, so yeah, they meet... Is there any other voice actors we want to give love um, to, though? There's um, MJ. Uh, there's Aunt May. With, who was played by Lily Tomlin, um, who's also Frankie from Grace and Frankie. Um, I don't know what that is. It's a it's a sitcom. Um, oh, that's why I don't know what it is. And then we have Haley Steinfield, who played Gwen, uh, who's uh, an, who's a singer and actor, uh, voice actor, 
just actors. I'm not sure. But, oh, well, she was in Pitch Perfect 2 and 3, I think. Um, and, and okay. then we have MJ, who's played by Zoe Kravitz, who is also, I think she's, well, I know her from also uh, Hunger Games, I think. Who played Peter B. Parker? Um, Jake Johnson. Peter B. Parker was played by Jay, uh, Jake Johnson, the uh, also known from um, as Nick from uh, from You Go, um, which is also a sitcom. Don't, no, don't. Well, no. you don't know, but people know. So <laughs> he know. was played okay. by. Okay, I guy. loved him in this. I thought he was great. Yeah. In this, so. Um, well, he does. I won't watch New, New Girl. Girl. Is uh, well, it's a sitcom, so he's. I know what New Girl Good. is. I'm proud of you. I know what it is. I think it's terrible. Okay, fair enough. From the brief snippets across the room. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if you like New Girl, I don't care. I, I mean, I've watched it. But again, I have a very bad track record with keeping up with uh, sitcoms. I tend to fall off pretty quickly. That's because they're all terrible. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, so we have, and then we have sort of a moment where everyone's trying to test Miles, which to be fair, the kid yeah. just got his powers yesterday. You guys might want to, yeah, might want to tone it down a little bit. Like, <laughs> he literally just got he them the other day. He literally just got his powers yesterday, you guys. Just don't gang up on him, maybe. Like, poor kid. Yeah, but I guess, the, you know, they are about to die. But that's so, fair, yeah. You know. So they make a new goober. Um, yep. And then, well, Penny makes a new to be goober. Fair, yeah, yeah. Be, to be honest, to, to be, be honest, fair, yeah, she, she puts a spider on it. She wastes time putting a spider oh on it. Look, it I'm has like, to Penny, look come fabulous, on. James. I mean, seeing Penny and just whatever she does, I think everything else. Yep. Yep. Um, I love the anime jerking with yes, her. Yes, it was so good. Um, and then I loved the. Uh, how confused Spider Noir is with uh with the Rubik's cube. <laughs> Rubik's Which, to cube. be fair, I can see the colors, and even I'm confused by that thing. So <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you, Spider Noir. Uh, I'm confused, even oh though I see the colors. Um. So they get attacked. Yes. By. Another cool action scene. Yep. Which is amazing and hilarious. And Aunt May, <clears throat> she's so great. She's like, can you guys take it outside? Yes. And nobody's listening to her. So they get attacked by Prowler, um, Scorpion, Doc Ock, and yep. Tombstone, who we see for the first time here. It's him and Scorpion. Um, now, Tombstone was in the previous scene. was? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, he's, just don't he's remember not, him not, at all. He's not very impressionable. He doesn't really leave an impression. Not really. Um, he's there for the yeah. fans who know yeah. who the hell yeah. he is. So, and then, yeah, and then Aunt, Aunt May, like, whacks Tombstone at one point. Like, she's pretty neat. Yeah, that's great. Um, And, and yeah. Let's just get to the death. Um, essentially, <laughs> the the whole fight scene goes through. Uh, Miles and Prowler end up on the roof. Um, and Miles. Oh wait, we kind of missed one scene. So when 
they they for, when they sort of like force themselves on Miles, uh, the other spider people. Miles runs back to his uncle's place, which is where his which is his usual oh, comfort right. zone. And the prowler comes in. Um and he finds out yeah. that the prowler is his uncle, <sighs> which is uh terrifying for the poor kid. Um Don't meet your heroes, kids. Gosh. Anyway, um and so back is fast forward back to to them prowl to prowler and um miles on the rooftop um of aunt may's house miles unmasks himself and and aaron sees him and he unmasks himself and then kingpin does his kingpin thing and kingpin just shoots, shoots him shoots aaron and miles runs away with his uncle dying uncle and he like stops in in an alleyway and then they have this this moment and then you know Aaron dies um yep and Miles's father who's uh who's a police officer finds um Aaron um and realizes that his brother's dead essentially um and then what did he think about him just being dressed in this supervillain getup? Like he knew. You I think? think that I don't. Maybe not precisely that, but I'm pretty sure he knew that his brother was into some shady dealings. Because he tries to keep Miles okay. away from him quite a bit, and he's right. afraid that his brother would be a bad influence. Um, yeah, they haven't talked for years. Yeah, and they live in the same city, um, but yeah, down the block. Yeah, from each exactly. Other. Um, and and so this is also like a good like wake up call for um, his father, uh, Miles's father, and he sort of realizes that he's yes. also being distant from his own son, and so it's kind of like kind of like a wake up call for him, where it's like life is short. And this could happen to me or my son at any time, essentially. I don't think he thinks he's being distant from him. He's just not engaging with Miles how he yeah. should be. I mean, like I said, emotionally hesitant, which is not what you want to be with your child that you love, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And it's the thing where, you know, you want the best for them. And so you push exactly. them to be. But that's not a replacement for parental for, for affection. affection. Yeah. Um, Whereas a lot of a lot of dads feel that that is what they should be mm-hmm. doing. Exactly. When it's really and, not. And this kind of plays into to sort of this um, like toxic masculinity where you're not supposed to like men are not supposed to show emotion, but. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of what it doesn't exactly play into that kind of role, but you can see where where he's trying to play into that that dad figure where he has to be strong and and like emotions are weak and not over and not like to an extreme sense, but it's still there. Um, and it also sort of plays mm-hmm. into a very real situation that a lot of um, kids in in lower income households feel. That they have to go look for a father figure somewhere else. 
because either their father's in jail or they're dead or they're just not there. Um, which is a real. I feel that extends to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely extends to a lot of people, but it's very prevalent in in situations like that. For sure, it extends to a lot of people. Right. Um, like the yeah. that's not saying that's not undercutting other people's and like. But in this situation, it's yeah, it's, it's a very so kind of like when you think of, of 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 the vicious cycle that a lot of children born in in sort of uh, gang situations, gang territories where their parents are either dead, their fathers are either dead, or 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 in jail, and the only other father father figures that they have are other people who are also gang members, you know, um, which is what I think that. You know, uh, Miles' father was trying to keep Miles away from when it came to his own brother. Because he knew that his brother was into something not... Probably his own brother and himself. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which is not what you want to do. <laughs> you know. No. And, and Miles' uncle is not, like, evil. You know, which is what I love about this. Like, his his uncle's not evil. He He's, he's doing evil things and is working we don't know what kind of relationship he has with kingpin and is it sort of like is he a a contracted assassin or like what kind of relationship they have but it's definitely on the hook kind of thing i think it's the because because kingpin just killed him he's like if you're not gonna listen to me you're useless to me and just killed him straight up I think the other thing is that Aaron was really smart, just like mm-hmm. Miles, because mm-hmm. he got this really advanced, suit. you know, super yeah. suit. Yeah. So, and um, uh, what's his dad's um, name? Jefferson Davis. Jefferson. Yes. Jefferson saw him using this for, nef- you know, evil right. purposes, or just in cahoots and with so other he- evil people. You know, right? Yeah, he got pushed. Yeah, that, to that using it for questionable, right, world. questionable right. actions. Um, and then when he saw that Miles was just as smart, if not smarter, mm-hmm. than Aaron, he saw you know I have to push him away from right. that because he could also right. go down that. And road. and it doesn't seem like Aaron is grooming Miles to become what he is no, you know like he's, he he agrees yeah, with his for with sure. his brother and, and I, that, that also makes me think that maybe what aaron has gotten involved in um is is definitely not of his own free will like some situation right. i mean he saw spider-man die uh, yeah no i mean I, i'm talking about aaron being a villain Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm saying that, you know, he saw Spider-Man die. He and, you know, he had to have felt something for that. Right. And I, I mean, I just I'm I mean, even like in terms of 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 Aaron being a villain, like I, I feel like him choosing that path wasn't off of his own free will. I feel like there had to have been something happening where he was like, I need money. I'll do your job for you kind of thing. And then eventually becoming like a villain. Um right it's just a yeah it's just a bad situation and now he's stuck well now he's free because he's dead but um you know what i mean and so right. miles 
mm-hmm. course, the other thing is is Jefferson could have seen his brother like this and being like, why are you wearing this? <laughs> what kind of weird sex stuff were you in? <laughs> oh, That's God. fair. This is why Miles isn't allowed near the clubs. Oh, my God. Look at this. What are these claws for? Oh, God. That's fair. What are you doing, Jefferson? Uh, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Um, and so Miles runs away, um, goes to his dorm. No response to that at all. (laughs) Wow. Miles goes back to his dorm, um, to cry. And he's like, nobody understands me. I just lost an uncle. And everyone walks in like, dude. (laughs) We all lost an uncle. (laughs) We have literally, we're the only other people who understand exactly what you're going through. Weird spider powers dead person that we love like literally dude spider club come on um and they sort yep. of try and to then we get, uh, try to make him feel less sad i mean they are about to die so yeah um and so miles is very adamant that he wants to help um and he he doesn't want um peter b parker to stay um, and he wants everyone to go home because he knows that if anyone stays, they're gonna die. And Peter B. Parker is a coward and doesn't want to go home because he fucked up his life. Um, yeah. essentially. Um, essentially. And and so, uh, Peter B. Parker is like, okay, if you can steal the the goober from me, then I can. Then you can come with us. But Miles can't because he's not good at being a Spider Man, which. In his defense, he just got his powers like a day ago. Um, and so, uh, Deadbeat Spider-Man webs him to his chair, and then also like gags him, poor kid. And then they all leave because that's what you do to a yep. spider folk, to to a spider kin. Um, no, that's not the right word. What? Uh, to to your spider friend. Then his dad shows up. Yeah, let's, let's just not, let's not get into that. Not, yeah okay and his dad shows up which is by far one of the sadder sad moments that i've i mean okay this is one of the other sad moments that i cried for because his dad so we're up to three we're up to two we're up to two yeah i thought you cried at stanley well stanley and well that was the same like that was all like a build-up of like spider-man dying and then stanley and then like mj and that's when it, it like just all Anyway, so this is two. We're up to two now. Okay, we're up to two. Okay. So this is where where I where I was really because I was really emotional. Okay. Anyway, um, he so his father like tr- tries to talk to his son, and Miles can't talk back because he's tied to a chair. Um. Dick move, yeah, Peter. Dick, dick move. Man. move. Um, and so essentially his dad is just, he wants, he's reaching out to his son. He doesn't want essentially what happened, the distance that got between him and his brother, the same kind of distance to get between him and his son. Um, yeah. And essentially tells him that he loves Basically him. what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Basically what we talked about before. Yeah. And like, you know, he's proud of him and he loves him. And then, you know, like the line that he says um is you're the best of us miles um 
Yeah. Uh, and and you know, and then he leaves, which is what is the saddest part. Um, yeah. Because he he gives yeah. him space. Um, and then we have which, the most yeah. amazing song montage. Oh God. Ever. Okay, this is where we have to talk about yes, the music. Yes, we should talk about the music now. We haven't really had time. <laughs> well, to talk I, about I was so, so. This is essentially like that's the that's the note that's the note that I have. It's what's up, danger. Um, and yeah. this is very. I have mm-hmm. a question mm-hmm. really quick. I have a topic. So, they integrate the music so well into this mm-hmm. movie, and it's 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 kind of confusing me how they do right. it, because on paper. It should sound a lot like Suicide Squad, uh-huh. where the music and the movie just do not mix together right. at all. But in this, every and they pick like you know, actual songs, mm-hmm. and not like not a lot of homegrown you know tracks. Right. And they fit them all in so oh, well. God, just some, it's just so good. It's. Yeah, but how do they I, do it? Are are we sure this isn't homegrown? I think I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I mean, I. That's a good question, actually. Hold on, we're gonna pause and find out. Okay, never mind. I okay. was wrong. So. <laughs> I thought they were actual songs, but apparently they were made for the movie. Yeah, because I mean, it it fits very well with the entire sort of so the choreography of this. Um, entire like the the song yeah, montage no. was just glorious. yeah they knew how to edit them perfectly it was, it was amazing um, uh, yeah I was gonna say the what's up danger sequence is my it's favorite amazing um and this is where we like uh, find out that Aunt May makes him the web singer singers um yep and which, which is, is amazing. cool um and so this by far is my favorite part in the movie because we come like we come to the resolution of 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 the character's arc essentially speaking mm-hmm. in in uh, in literary terms um literary terms the writer and the novelist um we can go on for a while but we've been going for two hours now so um so we so we see um miles come to the end of his arc essentially to become the the hero of of, of the film um and what's beautiful yeah. about this this uh, costume reveal um is oh, yeah. so it firstly it sticks to his roots his cultural roots because he's wearing those sneakers those those nikes um and he's he's wearing his hoodie and then he has like the graffiti um spider symbol on his chest and that is beautiful and then secondly he's sort of giving this so he's taking up the mantle of an already established hero um but by mm-hmm. so by taking this old suit he's putting his own identity on it the way he's putting his identity onto Spider-Man because he is now Spider-Man. And so by taking this old suit and then spray painting it, which is kind of his signature art style, 
Um, he's making it his own and sort of resolving his identity crisis that we, you know, saw in the beginning of the movie. And it's just so amazing. <laughs> it, it completes the great expectations. Yes. Um, identity crisis. Um, yeah. And it's beautifully done with amazingly awesome music and just... So the the song is by um, Blackway and Black Caviar, which is, you know, I don't know who either um, of those people are. I'm sorry. So they're both. I I think that, um, I I'm actually not sure. I I have no idea. <laughs> great. We're, we're good we're great at, this. at this. Uh. Look. The music is great. Go buy the yes, soundtrack. Do. do people buy sound? Do people buy well, things Spotify. anymore? Spotify it. Oh yeah, Spotify the soundtrack. Yes, Spotify the soundtrack. I guess do I don't know. It's amazing. I love it. I will listen to it. Or again, just watch again, it on forever, YouTube. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Black caviar is also the name of a luxury fashion boutique, in the heart of downtown yeah. Oakville. But that's not what we want. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yes. Um, the rest is just kind of a high speed chase into the finish well, line. Well, yeah. So the yeah. So this one, he essentially does this super. Okay. So I want to talk about the camera over here too, because he does like his his super cool like flip off of the side of a skyscraper, oh, and then we see the skyline of Brooklyn. And upside then the upside down. down shoot, and then him just like swinging up onto is that the Empire State Building where he like sticks the sticker? That's the Empire State Building, right? I don't know. What do you mean? You're American. <laughs> well, yeah, he, like, he sticks one of his stickers. Do you know if it's the Taj Mahal? Yes. It, I mean, it's not the Taj Mahal. I know that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> anyway, so he sticks his the sticker bean. onto onto the onto one of the skies that's at the end does he do that at the end oh that's at the end of the movie that's right? at the end for you. Um, oh my god but yeah Ooh. i just really love this this, no, this I... whole this whole thing is, is great i love it it it's it's the money show yeah the and then and then at the end the... of it you have um the the comic book slap onto the screen for for miles and that's amazing oh um, yeah yep so like so the completion good. of his origin story and okay so in the entire movie miles's shoelaces are undone and they're undone in the comic book spread too like they're undone and they're huh. flying and it's great huh. it's a choice it's it's a lifestyle choice um, yeah and um We've been going for we a have, while, Maria. Let's just, let's just wrap it up with Let, with, the, with the amazing fight scene. Um, yes, this holy crap fight oh scene. Everything is moving at all it's times. It's like a blast of colors and just... It's a blast of colors and Kirby yes. dots. There's a lot of Kirby shading in this one. Which, yes. yes. Do you know what that we'll means? About it. Well, not on, we? on the podcast. Okay, well, okay, so there's this artist named Jack Kirby. He was really, really, mm-hmm. really good. 
and his signature style was making these little dots mm-hmm. appear. And they looked really cool, like little mm-hmm. particles. Facts. Anyways, if you've seen the movie and you see all those little like dots floating around the place, that's an homage to Kirby. Yep. And those were awesome. And then we have like the pals yes, and, uh, the oh. and the ugh. Yeah. <clears throat> the color was beautiful. It was like pinks and yellows and reds and just yep. brightness everywhere and it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everything about it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah, and then Miles. Everybody got yeah. a moment. Everybody yeah. was cool. Yeah, Miles tosses P, uh, PBP into 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 the <laughs> into uh, into back into his universe. Um, and he has like a cute yep. moment with Gwen. Oh, he does the no Maria. He does the thing. The thing. Yeah, he says you know he don't look at the mouth. Look oh yeah that was amazing yeah don't look at the mouth with the hands um and yeah he essentially steals <laughs> steals the goober off of him and then he tosses him <laughs> well essentially sends him back yeah, home. and then after that he does this he does it again with the yep. catching him yep he's falling yep. um yeah and and he has like a cute and then moment throws with, him into the thing where they're like they're friends yep yeah, Yay. and then and then um, Penny Parker's spider machine dies. Um, Sad. And Spider Ham like takes out a mallet to whack people, and that's amazing. Um. Yeah, and and Spider Noir takes takes the Rubik's cube home because he wants to understand this enigmatic cube. One day he will this understand it. Puzzle. Um. And. And yeah, and then we have the yeah. the really cool fight scene with uh, with Kingpin. That just goes all over it the damn does. place. It goes everywhere. They're Even. flinging cars at each other. There's, they're like the trains. Uh, it's just oh, it's, it's everywhere. It's yeah. just constant motion. Um, which is, I guess, how chaotic it would be when you're like suspended interdimensionally. I mean, this how. I don't know. I've never been suspended in yeah, limbo, I've in interdimensional been, limbo. So I, I, you know, who knows what I mean? I don't want to meet myself. Oh, that would be weird. Um, yeah. But but yeah, and so we kind of figure out. It alludes to it earlier, but we kind of figure out why Kingpin wants to go to the other dimensions in the world, and essentially he wants to bring his wife and son back. Um, right. Which, uh, actually, let's stop mm-hmm. here really quick. Let's talk about Marvel villains. Because most of them suck. I don't disagree. Good. Because it was going to be very contentious. No. If you did. I, I mean, like, one, like, I mean, look at Thanos. He wanted to kill a bunch of people because he wanted to win Death's Heart. Like, mm. <laughs> I meant the movies, but all right. Even in the comic books. Anyway, shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're always just saying. Anyway, there's a lot of parallels between Kingpin and uh, the Vulture from the live-action Spider-Man yes. movie. Yeah. As both represent a very more nuanced take mm-hmm. on villains than normal yeah. Marvel fare. Like, they don't want to take over the world. They just want to do something... Like the vulture, spoilers. 
wants to make money yeah. for his family. He's doing it in very illicit ways. It's and, very, you know, and I mean, he has his own like he, uh, dislike uh, for for superheroes, but it's like he's using these these mm-hmm. sort of this sort of technology because he's like one of the cleaners who comes to clean up after superheroes' messes, right? Yeah. yeah. So so he's like trying to take that and make it like you know more economical for him. Um, yeah, he's turning his bad situation into into a yeah. Positive he's he's sort of monetizing. Yeah, yeah, it's illegal. He's not doing something for yeah, himself. Essentially, um, which is which also Kingman. He's not doing this really for himself. He's doing it. Well, well he I mean, is. he is in he's, a selfish way. He's but. selfish, but he, his his ultimate goal isn't to like take over the world and rule over the petty no. systems of humanity or whatever. Um, no, he just wants to see his yeah, wife and he just kid wants again. His family back, essentially. And yeah, he's evil, but it it doesn't matter because you can understand why he wants mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Marvel movie villains, you have no idea why they want to do what they do. They're evil. Because we said they are. I'm greedy. Why? I'm greedy. I'm evil. Why? I'm evil. Cool. Whereas, you know, this can't, you know, his motivations aren't strong. You don't care, or you, you know, you don't yeah. sympathize with him. Like it doesn't justify like you do with the vulture, did, but but no. it, it, but it's sort of you yeah, understand. It gives you like I get what you where you're coming from, but it's sort of it's it's what in psychology you would call maladaptive behavior, where you take a situation that so like he's sad that his family is gone, so he's technically grieving. Um, but he's taken that grief and mm-hmm. is is using it to do something that's going to harm everyone else, essentially. Thus, the word maladaptive. Right. That behavior is maladaptive. Um, and, yes. you know, that doesn't make anything that he does okay. He should have just gone to therapy for a very, very long time. But instead... <laughs> He decided, I'm going to employ all these scientists and make them do my dark bidding, whether or not they like it. Um, which, to be fair, Doc yep. Ock is, is pretty okay with what she's doing. She, she was, was like, enjoying it yeah, a little too like, much. Mm. I was actually in the middle. I was worried that she was going to double-cross Kingpin because she seemed too excited for this. And I was like, is there something else happening yeah. here? But it never happened. So I was like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's kind of my yeah. spiel. And then we had Miles's dad give him uh, motivation. Motivation Monday. Um, motivation um, Monday. And, and sort of help him, uh, you know, get back up, which is a very uh, prominent theme throughout the movie that Spider-Man always gets back up. Um, and yes. so he gets hit down by kingpin and he gets back up and he ultimately defeats him um by throwing him in a train that shows pictures that shows uh 
forms of his wife and make him go crazy. Anyway, um, and so he puts the goober in and shuts down the machine. Um, and then he saves the day. ever after. Oh, uh, and essentially goes yeah. back to doing spider things. And then the last part when he like meets his when he meets his dad. Um, so he meets him in Miles form, and then he meets him again in Spider Man form. And then he gives him a hug, and it's great, and it's adorable, and it makes him cry again because I was so happy. He was happy crying. Okay. Look, I'm a small person, and I have too many emotions, okay? They all seep out of my eyes. Leave me alone. Uh, God. Anyway, we get a sequel yep. tease, and then the movie yep. ends. With, with. Oh, wait, and then we get Spider-Man 2099. Yep. Going back into the '60s <laughs> Spider-Man cartoon, um, and then we get another epic which sort of soundtrack, one? which is called "Elevate," uh, which has a, a lot of different artists um, working on that one. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I'm sure there's somebody who knows music who can discuss the soundtrack better For than sure. we can. Um, especially this particular genre, I am not familiar with, but I loved it. I enjoyed it uh, with all yes. of my heart. I, I, I may not know music, but I know what I like. Yeah. And I like that. Um, we're not the best people to talk about music. We should get a music specialist to talk about music in particular. But yeah. And that's that's it. That's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Holy crap. That was a lot of that stuff to talk about. episode. Oh boy. Okay. Um, yes. Maria, what do you give this? Oh, like five hundred fingers. Is that possible? I don't know. I'm not exaggerating when I say it might be the greatest animated movie. I mean, ever. Up till now. Oh wait, hold on. Yes. <laughs> up till now, at least. We should talk about any criticisms we have. I think I I think that even if there is any valid criticism, I am too enamored by everything else to remember. Um, I have two minor okay, criticisms ahead. of the movie. Well, the first criticism is that it's kind of just another superhero mm-hmm. origin story. It does it mm-hmm. really well, but it also still follows that familiar right. formula. So it's it's not particularly unique in terms mm-hmm. of the story. Which it plays around mm-hmm. with it enough to where it's mm-hmm. it's fine. But it's still right. kind of I yeah. feel like this mm-hmm. movie I think that if they tried to go too crazy with a particularly uh different arc they would not be able to play around as much with the animation. So I think it was a wise choice to do that. Because whatever they did with animation was right. already very unfamiliar to a lot of people. If they went for a very unfamiliar plot track as well, they might lose mm-hmm. audience or just lose certain people. You know what I'm saying? That's like they, that's fair. I, I, I understand your criticism and I, I don't disagree with it. 
but also for someone doing this risk some something this risky um oh yeah to go all risky. risky in terms of plot could it could up the up the risks by a little bit too much it could be the straw that broke the camel's back essentially um that's fair and this is just you know yeah it's a criticism yeah, and, but and it's not a counter argument um which is i, I yeah. maybe they had something more uh out of the box i'm um, sure they but did then they were something like crazy. you know maybe we should just rein it in a little uh what about the other criticism my other criticism is just that i'd wish they'd use a lot more of the weird techniques animation mm-hmm. stuff more in the movie which you know you can probably counter with your right. same thing as if they went too over the top with everything it mm. would have made it too incomprehensible right. i mean i think that this this was a good break into the mainstream for something that is very niche you know so yeah, so for I agree. people especially like me who are I mean, I learned a lot about animation after I started doing this podcast with you. But, but for like other people who have no idea what, how, animation even works. Like, what do these people do? They drive yeah. a frame. What you know? Like for those kinds of people, eh, you know, you have to sweep them off their feet yeah. from the start. And if it's too much, then you just knock them over. Um, and True. the balance is that you want to sweep them off their feet, but also not toss them somewhere else, you know. Right. Um, Thus, my crew, my my straw manning at yeah. the very beginning. Um, I, I just I just liked, like in terms of 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 like, even like plot wise and story wise, I'm I'm very happy with the oh, way. Oh wait, I had another. Go ahead. And another criticism. Yes. Not enough of every other Spider-Man. I mean, I wish they, I feel like they they were probably running. It short. should have been a five-hour <laughs> epic. I mean, they're doing spin-offs. I, they might be doing spin-offs. We talked yes, about this, I know, Maria. I know. Look. Sony promises a lot of things that it never right. delivers. That's fair. But the you know the whole point was to focus on Miles mm-hmm. and Peter, and I think they did that well. Which you know, yes, they did. I they mean, did they, they, did, well. they did a very classic so. sort of hero arc um, in terms of uh, character archetypes. When you're trying to work with with characters, um, they did a very typical uh, hero archetype where you start off with the hero. Yeah. Hero has problem hero tries to <clears throat> overcome said problem and end the arc by either overcoming said problem so that's the positive arc so he went through the positive arc or fails and then digresses to the villain role and that's a negative arc right literary aspects anyway those are those are just my tiny tiny right. criticisms let's end this before we go to two and a half I mean, hours that's probably not a good idea yes all right, so that was that was our first episode of Movie yep. Night in Hell. Thank you. Thank you for supporting yep. our Patreon. We love you all. Thank you for listening to us blab for hours. And thank you for listening to our yes. nonsense. 
way to take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Anyway, have a good week. Go watch Spider-Verse. Do it. Again. It's better the second time. I can attest <laughs> to that. I mean, I would I would I will cherish every moment. <laughs>